there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast of animationforadults.com. I am Chris, and I am back. I am back, baby. Yeah, <laughs> woo. Uh, yeah, so this is episode 31 um, of the AFA podcast, and if you want to listen to previous episodes, you can do so by going to animationforadults.com itself, or by uh, by downloading them from iTunes, or going to Stitcher, or podcast.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at AFO Blog. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Pinterest, Google Plus, and uh, Tumblr. And I am joined this week by Dan. Hello, Dan. Hello, Chris. How's it going? Okay, thanks. I got a little bit of a horse voice thing going on, but otherwise, <laughs> great. Thanks. Awesome. Um, and. Bye, Rachel. Hello, Rachel. Hey, Chris. It's good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. It's going to be interesting. Um, back in the driver's seat. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> hey. By the way, awesome job on the episodes where I wasn't here. They were awesome. <laughs> I enjoyed listening to them very much. And, Thank um, you very much. Yeah, uh, Yeah. because I was sick. And then, then other things happened as well. And we... We did miss like a couple of recording sessions, so sorry guys, but we are back, hopefully for the foreseeable future. <laughs> and we are also joined once again, after a little while off, by Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, I've missed you guys. We missed you too. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, no, horse, no horses for me, no horse voice for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been managing to keep healthy. <laughs> and you've been very, very, very busy with um, Animation Nights New York and stuff. Um, and there's one coming up very soon, isn't there? That's right. Uh, Wednesday, March 9th at 8 p.m. Uh, that's our next show. So we're actually, it's super exciting. We're going to screen one of Bill Plumpton shorts. And we're also screening a short by Misha Klein, which I've <laughs> talked about um, many times. You can actually watch it online. Um, uh, his short called Fred and I don't know if you guys ever watched it, but it's fantastic. It's a stop motion uh, film, but he's he's worked on tons of different things. Misha Klein has. He's worked on uh, Moral Oral, and and uh, and he worked on Anomalisa actually too, Ooh. as an animator. Yeah, I was hoping he was talking about maybe flying out, but I don't think he's gonna be able to make it because um, um, he's got a lot of family stuff and and uh, I mean good stuff happening mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, anyway, I'm a huge fan of his. And so that's going to be great. And Bill Plumpton, I'm a huge fan of his as well, of course. So I'm super excited. We've got another beautiful lineup of films. And um, we've got uh, the reservation uh, numbers are super high. (laughs) So we're just going to gear up and uh, probably do our tech run tomorrow. (laughs) And I'll be doing my um, ritual of... Um, watching the full program again while I fold programs. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's been good though. And um, the ICC festival has been really cool too. Like, because uh, we have a, you know, that's where our home is through April, uh, Animation Night's home. Um, so, uh, there have been all kinds of really interesting shows and chef demos and experimental music performances and kids' workshops and, uh, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, the crowds are getting larger as the temperature slowly 
um, rises in the sea, South Street Port, South Street Seaport area. So it's been cool. <laughs> I guess I've got to try and edit this to get this out in time now, don't I? Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> we'll pressure. Doing, we keep doing this. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no pressure. So, so you might have missed it already. I'm sorry. Um, exactly. <laughs> but then, so then, you know, try April 13th. Yeah. <laughs> Mark your calendar. We're getting in super early on that one. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's the trouble because we missed missed it last week's recording <laughs> and we could have plugged it then, but uh, we didn't do one. So yeah, everyone. It was it was, it was tr- uh, tight getting everyone to get yeah. everyone of, uh, together that week. So whoops. Sorry, everybody. Uh... Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's cool. Honestly, I think we have almost like a thousand films submitted um, at this point. I know, since September of last year when this whole uh, journey began, whatever, you know. It's been um, quite a journey. Right? And, um, yeah, and we're still, uh, you know, ramping up for uh, a best of festival um, after September of of. September of this year so nice. I know I know and um, I mean there'll be um, much more news about that um, as we nail things down um, but lots of really really exciting stuff um, is happening and and uh, honestly I don't know I mean I, at this point I kind of feel like I'm shepherding something to its rightful position in the world <laughs> that's, that's kind of beautiful feel what my, my that's duty an awesome is feeling. to this and it really feels that way, you know. I'm just kind of helping, um, helping shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, submit your short films <laughs> and come and join us. Uh, admission is free. Free. <laughs> free things are good. Um, <laughs> and so with cartoons, so go see them. Yes. Um, uh, yes. Uh, our main topic later is going to be the. Isao Takahata film only yesterday, which has finally arrived in North America after 25 years. Um, it's fresh. about damn time. <laughs> With a fresh English dub starring her out of Star Wars, Daisy Ridley, and him out of Slumdog Millionaire, Dev Patel. I didn't, I didn't want to be mean and say him out of um, Avatar. No. Oh. Avatar: The Last Airbender, the movie. To, to be fair, to be fair, he was one of the be- better actors in that movie. And also, like the only Asian person <laughs> anywhere in front of the camera, right? <laughs> um, whitewash. Um, glossing, glossing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we will be talking about that later, or some of us will, because I unfortunately have not been able to see it. What with not being in America and also well I suppose I've had like 10 years to watch your DVD but I haven't um, <laughs> you'll get there Chris you'll uh, get ter- there. I'm sorry I'm terrible um, but <laughs> don't now, give up hope but before that we've got all the usual news and stuff we've been watching and stuff like that and uh, just a few updates about animationforadults.com itself uh, there's lots of great content on there at the moment that you might want to check out if you haven't done already including a just gone up today a awesome review of zootopia from rachel um and rachel also wrote our review for only yesterday and dan wrote the review for boy and the beast from mahamura hasoda that is also just come out in u.s cinemas via funimation um and i also wrote a review of 
the rather controversial third um third part of the Evangelion uh, remake series 3.33 and then obviously there's all the news and stuff and <laughs> we've also just got a brand new writer join the team and her yes. name is Alex and her first review is a classic review of the Disney short The Legend of Sleepy Hollow so check that out um right and that is the site news for now. And we will go on to some wider animation news that has been happening in the time since we last recorded, which is quite a while ago. Um, <laughs> so the Oscars, the Oscars happened. Um, yep, it was a definite thing that happened. You may have heard about them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through, the, through the grapevine, you know. And the only bit we really care about is the animation bit and... Inside Out one. That's pretty much all there is to say about that. We knew everyone <laughs> knew that was going to happen. There wasn't really any doubt at any point, and it won. Uh, Though it's... to be fair, it was really impressive to see uh, an animated movie be nominated outside of just the animated film category, which uh, I believe was um, you did see. I did see animation. Uh, bleh, can't talk. Um, Inside Out was uh, nominated for best original screenplay. Ah, cool. Mm-hmm. So that was that was good. They're finally getting it, some. They're trying to get animated films is, into I more categories. Really I still find it kind of weird, though. Like, I don't know because I mean the problem with like the Oscars is they're all trying to individually um, praise people when like films are so collaborative, like mm-hmm. particularly Inside Out. Like, surely that was something that was made by a team. The story was made by many writers and it seems weird for like i don't know more more than more than live action movies which tend to just have like one or two screenwriters at most yeah um but yeah no you're right it is good it is good i think everyone was kind of a bit disillusioned by all the oscars this year this year, <laughs> well, I was yeah, surprised how I, many I, I, Oscars uh, the Mad Max was able to walk away with. Hey, I was all for that. <laughs> yeah, all the, all the techie ones, um, which was all that was going to happen. Uh, anyone who thought it was going to get best picture or whatever, like you're in a dream world. <laughs> hey, I don't know. It's, it's still got a lot of Oscars to its name, yeah. so I think it's that's that's something to be proud of in and of itself. And I still haven't seen it. Neither am I, so you're not alone there. Aha, there we go. That's good. And in the short category, there was a bit of a surprise because you might have thought that either uh, Pixar's uh, Sanjay Super Team or um, uh, Don Hertzfeld's World of Tomorrow might have been the more likely one to win. But um, Punk Punk Robot Studios, who are from Chile, uh, won with Bear Story. which yeah, that's was, really cool. Which is a bit of a surprise, um, and I did actually get a chance to see it, and it was, I liked it. It was interesting. Um, I've, I think I've just seen that and um, uh, World of Tomorrow because I haven't actually seen Sanjay Super Team because I missed Good Dinosaur in the cinema, so I can't re- I can't really judge because I haven't seen everything. Um, but you know, I saw Lava. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that was a thing. Um, and that wasn't nominated. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> let's let's not bash lava anymore. We've done yeah. that. Uh, um, 
Yeah, so it was interesting to see that win. Uh, it was a bit unexpected. Um, so th- they didn't just tick the Pixar box by default this time. Right. But, the, you, know, you know, the one time it's a Pixar film from someone from a diverse background and they don't give it to them. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're racist. Well, Ronnie Del <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I'm, I'm sure they picked it because they liked it. <laughs> I, just, I just thought that was quite um, interesting, considering all the um, all the conversation about the lack of diversity. In, in the yeah, in the Oscars, so yeah, that was that was kind of like um, the host's primary uh, lead-in to the whole show. Like the the two conversations around. It, um, the the Oscars were the lack of diversity and the fact that Disney and Pixar always win. And <laughs> so then those two things came together. Disney and Pixar didn't win, and David did um, a non-white person. Although, to be fair, I don't they don't know who the directors are. Um, they're from Chile, so they're probably um, Latino, Hispanic. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not very good with um, I'm. Latino is heritage, Hispanic is cultural and linguistic. Uh, Okay, I think, yeah, I did read something that explained that to me once, and then I sort of didn't memorise it, unfortunately. I'm very sorry, I don't want to offend anyone, I'm sorry. I I just remembered it in the back of my head like a maths trick, though. It's not like any real knowledge, it's just... I before before C, except after... I before E? Yeah, except after C... <clears throat> That's how good my memory is with this stuff. Actually, though, Ronnie Del Carmen, who is a, who was a co-director of Inside Out. Ah, uh, yes, he's yes. Filipino. Yeah, yes, yes, that is good. But we didn't really get everyone goes Pete Doctor's Inside Out. It's the trouble he gets overshadowed a bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that that happens with a lot of you know in terms of you know cast working on a on a film. Sometimes like it's normally the director who gets most of the credit when it's like oh it's not just the director it's it's everybody who mm-hmm. works on the film. Well, I, I'm pretty sure it's the first um, Chilean animation film that's ever won an Oscar, and it may be the first uh, from South America. I'm not sure. I think I might have read that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe that was the case. So, hey, props to Chile. Hey, good year for um, for Oscars and South American animation, eh? Because Boy, yeah. Boy in the World also got nominated. So, <laughs> There's the I, diversity. I heard an interesting story in that the Boy in the World um, the team uh, they actually tried to crowdfund their Oscar campaign because uh. G Kids don't have the money to do a, do you know like something that Disney could do. Hmm. Hmm. So they actually it wasn't Kickstarter; it was like a Brazilian equivalent. But they were like, "Yeah, help us try and get the Oscar." So we know how that turned out, but. <laughs> It was an interesting way of doing things. Hmm. I think that probably about <laughs> probably covers the Oscars. There's not a lot to say unless has anyone got anything to add? Not really. No. It's, everything's been pretty much said. Yep. We knew what was going to win, and next year will be Moana. So there we go. <laughs> hey, hey! I want, I want personally, I want Zootopia to be like if hold over, but I think that's probably holding my breath, you know, for no reason. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to see that till uh, the weekend, next weekend. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, well, I... looking forward to it. Also in awards news, uh, you may remember a little while ago we talked about the Japan Academy Prizes, which is like the Japanese equivalent of the Oscars, and um, we talked about the films that were nominated, which, um, if I remember correctly, was um, it was Dragon Ball Z. Um, Resurrection uh, of F, yeah. 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 yeah, and the Love Live film, and Anth- Anthem of the Heart, I think it is called, and... Marimora Hossard as Boy in the World and... Was Miss Hokusai? Miss Hokusai, yes, that's it. Okay. Yes, and the winner was Boy and the Beast, uh, which was kind of what was most likely to happen because every single film Marimora Hossard has released from The Girl Who Let Through Time onwards has been nominated for the prize and has won it. So... It's the same sort of thing as Pixar and the Oscars. He's with. on a roll. Yeah. Um, so that is good for that. And as I did mention, that film is now out in America in cinemas via Funimation. So check out Dan's review. Or even though he wasn't... I mean, you're a little bit disappointed, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. i got to see it again. I only saw it once and mm. it was... I don't know. I got to see it again, really. That's what I can say. But you, you were definitely more positive than some people have been, because I know, like the the review on A and N was just completely negative. What? That was, well, that, that was a pointless review. That that review, sorry, but the, I, it was just pointless, scathing. I didn't read it because I, yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> give them the clicks. No. Um, um. But yeah. And other people have be, been a bit negative, but outside the animation community and the anime community, it seems to have been better received. I have to say, uh, kind of. I saw a few. I saw a few reviews saying it's like, oh, it doesn't go near spiritual way. It's more Pokemon, and I think that's really unfair. And just what? What? Yeah, I've, I've never heard like anyone say that about Spirit Away. What the heck? Oh no no no! That 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 the boy and the beast fell short. Oh, away, and that um, it was closer to Pokemon. Because oh, that person on. has that person has only heard of two Japanese animated things: <laughs> Spirited Away, Pokemon. They are all anime, so mm. I would compare it to one of them. Mm-hmm. That was how they did their review. Yes. Ridiculous. Uh, completely. Uh, so well done to Mamoru Hosoda for another win, and go and see it if it's playing near you, and you get the chance to see it on a big screen. I also believe if you're in Australia, you can see it um, from Madman, who got it out about the same time, um, and it's coming to the UK from Studio Canal in like late summer or thereabouts. We think so. If we're lucky this year, yeah. <laughs> So really, it's 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 tricky with them because they are not an anime distributor. They're a they're an independent movie distributor. So they have lots of other things on their plate before it comes before it gets to you know, smaller animated movies really. Yes, and they are releasing uh when Marnie was there in June as well. Mm. So, so they um I think that could do I think that could do well. I think it do 
could do quite well still. Mm-hmm. I hope so, and I really want to see it. Uh, <laughs> okay, moving on to some more news. Um, and something that has also come out in the past few days is re- regarding the old animation Hey Arnold that was apparently quite popular in the 90s with quite a lot of people. Um, and the Jungle movie, which was the supposed finale that was supposed to happen but never did. Um, and it sounded recently like it was actually going to happen like all these years later. And it has now actually officially got the green light um, as rele- as revealed by Instagram by its creator. And it is going to be not actually a movie. It's going to be um, two, two one-hour um, ep- like episodes, I suppose. It's, well, it's a movie cut into two. <laughs> you see, this is like, that makes no sense. It's a two-hour... How can hour... it be a movie, but just an hour, but just... Uh, I don't. It's like a special. Even. It's like a Sherlock thing. It's just. It's like a big finale. I did hear one place go, "Hey, great news! We're not. We're not just getting the Hey Arnold Jungle movie. We're getting two Hey Arnold Jungle movies." <laughs> yes, you know what? But... That's a that's a good way to look at it. But right. yeah, you're you're getting the same thing you thought you were getting. You're just going to get two two chunks. <laughs> you're not getting two separate movies. Um, but. A lot of people are excited about that. So, as I've said before, Hey Arnold isn't one of my personal series that I remember fondly. But mm-hmm. I know a lot of people did, including our very own Jill. So, she'll be happy. Yes, yeah, I can't say, like, it wasn't one of my all-time favourite either, but it was it was interesting. Like, I did enjoy watching it whenever it came on. It's the kind of the uniqueness of it just kind of pulled me in and so especially with the whole aspect of the plot which they're actually going to be trying re- uh recapturing with uh the, this movie or two-part or whatever um because it was it was kind of shocking when i remember when i watched it the first time and so i was like oh my goodness what happened or what's going to happen in relation to this new piece of information and so they're fine the fact that they're finally going to be concluding that is actually going to be interesting to watch i think I'm not surprised it's not being released as as a film in cinemas because I think even though there there seems to be a lot of uh, excitement around it, I don't think it would necessarily have translated into bombs on seats. No, well, not in cinema because Hey Arnold's it's... Hey Arnold's been gone for too no. from uh, from television for too long. I think. Yeah, it's very specific, and also the fact that you know it's not a new, completely new thing. It's an it's a continuation. It's for it's for fans of the thing rather than it's not like Charlie Brown and Stoopy coming back or whatever. It's a whole completely new thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a carry on. So so doing it as a TV movie is probably a smart move. Yeah, I agree. So good uh, luck, good luck to that, and I look forward to see what's come when that uh, finally comes out. Talking of TV, there is going to be an interesting new series on. Disney XD in 2017, and that is a a continuation of the story of Big Hero Six. Ah, it was bound to happen. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Baymax is coming back. Woo! <laughs> yes, um, I I'm pretty sure when we did our Big Hero Six episode, you you said Rachel that you wanted to see it carry on as a TV series, and it looks like I got my wish. Indeed. 
Uh, I'm very happy. Because uh, it makes more sense than a movie sequel, I think. Cause... Yeah, it's, 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 you've got a superhero team, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. facing like a villain of the week or something like that, and or, or month, I don't know, however they want to play it, and just, it's, it's, it's the perfect setup for a TV show. And you can have, like, episodes dedicated to one or, like, either the, you know, hero, Baymax, or any one of the other heroes, and just, you know, and learn more about them as a result. Which would be great. Or, or the cat. They could do an episode about the cat. Hey. I've <laughs> watched that episode. The thing that they abandoned concept. <laughs> I think this will make a lot more sense to the TV show. Mm-hmm. And it's got some good pedigree behind it as well because it is um, uh, reuniting the creators of Disney's popular Kim Possible series, uh, who are the creators Mark McCorkle and Bob Shuley. Uh, I have to say, I'm not overly familiar with Kim Possible. I think I saw it. Uh, it's another show that I hear was popular. <laughs> it was. It was definitely a lot of fun. It, yeah. It took it took itself seriously, but not too seriously. I think it was the what part of was part of its charm is the fact that it was just kind of this fun action series with a really kind of cool, laid back uh, heroine and uh, her her um, her sidekick with a little mole rat. <laughs> I remember there was a character. Was he? He was Ginger, but he he was also called Ron, like Ron from Harry Potter, right? Oh, um, I don't remember him being ginger. I remember him being blonde, but I don't. Yeah, Ron Stoppel. Oh, yeah, he he was just like Ron. I I I remember being very confused when I heard that. Oh wait, wait, wasn't he called Ron Stoppable? Yeah, I that's think... it. Ron Stoppable. He's he's yeah. uh Kim Possible's sidekick. Oh, Ron Stoppable. Yeah, see, that's Kim Possible, Ron Stoppable. See, that's quite funny. They are oh, a pair, yeah, yeah, and they are yeah. adorable. Yeah. Um. Oh no, he's not so, ginger. I forget it. Kim Possible. Kim Possible. He's called Rod. <laughs> he's going to be right. <laughs> um, yes. So 2017 is when this is happening. Um, it's currently in production. We don't know much else. Um, doesn't mean there's never going to be a Big Hero Six um, film sequel, though, because uh, that made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also uh, won an Oscar, so. Yeah, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Glossing, glossing. Yeah, so did, um, yeah. So did Argo. Say? Argo? And you can pick, you take your pick. <laughs> With the Oscars. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um. Uh, as we are in the TV sphere, I might as well carry on with the other TV stories I've got. Um, one is that Wonder Over Yonder is going to finish after this second series, as uh, was, yes. as so was hinted. Yes, um, and it's been confirmed. It's it's not coming back. Mm. Uh, and the interesting thing is, apparently, the decision was made like before the second series started airing. Um, and it's not anything to do with ratings or anything. They just the higher ups just went, no, no, we're done with that. Fair enough. Although to be fair, I know people are a little upset about it ending, 
because they like it and everything. And I'm not I'm not saying that they shouldn't. But apparently, by the time it finishes, it's going to have had eighty episodes. So that's good run. I you know no. I can't really feel too bad because <laughs> that's a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of series I like that didn't get anywhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's maybe, maybe coming from sort of like the perspective of a sort of anime series which outside like the big series is only sort of run for one season normally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, outside stuff like Naruto. Either you get one series or you run forever in anime. That's the way it works. <laughs> Yeah, I believe I mentioned that in my article with uh, talking about filler episodes. It was, uh, it's really a whole matter of if if it's if the property has enough popularity behind it, they don't really, they basically just kind of schedule a whole bunch of episodes and they just keep going and going and going until it ends. But then you also sometimes get really big series that uh, don't come back for ages, like Attack on Titan. You would have thought you could see that just running all the time, but they've. Um, did one series and then it's not coming back till sometime this year so which but that's probably going to be huge so, so. yeah well, yeah now the titans notwithstanding but at the same time it's just uh and i think it's probably the smarter choice considering the story surrounding uh, the uh attack on titan so i think that's probably as opposed to say wick with naruto the fact that they're just padding and padding and padding there's like the, the symbi- yeah, oh, sorry, I got that. Blech. Attack on Titan is not the kind of story you need, you know. If any kind of padding you put in whatsoever is going to take away from it a little bit, I think. Yeah, like One Punch Bad as well. That's another, like, they've just done one series for now. Um, I'm sure they'll do more because it's very popular. But, um, so, yeah, you got 80 episodes. No, so that's quite a lot. And I know lots of people really enjoyed it. So... They'll be sad that it's ending, but what are you going to do? <laughs> Enjoy it uh, while it's here. Yes. But um, is it Star versus the Force of Evil got the third, third season? Yeah, I think, well? that's, I think that's yeah. the one. Yeah, so something... They, they give and they take away. Even though that's a different network, isn't it? Or is that Disney? No, it's Disney. Yeah, All I right, thought that yeah. was Disney. Okay. <laughs> so... Disney giveth, Disney taketh away. There you go. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> well, they're going to make room for Big Hero 6, haven't they now? Yep. But, oh, that's yep. Disney. No, that's Disney XD. Ignore me. <laughs> I'm talking rubbish. Um, <laughs> yes, we know, they say. <laughs> um, so, Rick and Morty Series 3 is apparently coming sooner than we thought. How much sooner? Nice. Uh, probably by the end of the this year. Ooh, that's uh, bonkers. Because uh, <laughs> people thought it was probably going to be like a year and a half between the series. Because that's what I said. That's why. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Poopy Butthole himself. Hoo-wee, what a cliffhanger. Oh, boy, oh, my. That's a real crazy ending, huh? Hi, I'm Mr. Poopy Butthole from episode 204. Yeah, Mr. Poopy Butthole said that it's still coming back for a year and a half. Um, and everyone took what Mr. Poopy Butthole said as the um, gospel truth. Oh, my. 
Did well. you really? I, I, we're probably not convincing people to watch it <laughs> right now. <laughs> but it's, it's really good, honest. And it's intelligent, <laughs> honest. It is. Um, <laughs> yes, it's hopefully uh, coming back before the end of the year. And also the season order is a bit larger than last time as well. Because uh, I think, yes, uh, last series only had 10 episodes. First mm-hmm. one had 11 uh, we are now going to have 14 episodes. Nice. So, it, yeah, it's probably going to be, hopefully, by the end of the year, because, but this is, uh, Dan Harmon uh, was interviewed like in, pa- in a panel, and they said they're targeting around the end of the year, but he did point out at this point that we're already at the start of this year. So, Maybe it's not going to get finished, <laughs> is, is what he might be saying. Uh, oh, I thought he was saying, like, that sounds like not long, but don't forget, the year is long? I thought he was saying um, we, right. that, you know, that's closer than you think, so don't be surprised <laughs> if it doesn't happen, maybe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's how I interpreted it. But, I heard that this is the first season they've got um, women in the writers' room. Yes, as that, well. Yes, really. Yes, hmm. I think so. Um, that's one thing that they're trying to do more this series. <laughs> um, so we shall see how that turns <laughs> out. Uh, the series that is. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's that's I'm, what I assumed you were saying. Yeah, I wasn't saying. Well, let's see. Let's see how quickly that goes down the path, eh? Oh, that's funny. Out of the kitchen. Uh, Ghostbusters, like Ghostbusters. Am I right? <laughs> it was fine. No. I, 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 this world I, is I, out of control. I, I hope no one takes me seriously. <laughs> out of the kitchen and into the writer's room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, fantastic. I, 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 I like the trailer. It's okay. I'm, I'm excited. I'm sorry. No, no need to apologize. It's okay. Yes. Uh, right. So. Right. So. Moving on uh, to a just a couple of other news stories that we will cover quickly. Um, Netflix are getting more directly into making some anime. They are they have acquired their first like completely exclusive. They've already had some mainly exclusive, but they were like aired in Japan first, and then they went on Netflix. But this is the first series that's going to go straight to Netflix everywhere, including Japan. And it is being produced with Production IG, who are very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of their work. It's um, That's a good studio. So that is very good news. Hopefully, we <laughs> um, don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, but all episodes will go straight to Netflix in the way that they do things. <laughs> that's how it normally works. Like with BoJack Horseman or whatever, you get the whole series at once. Um Nice. And it's going to be called Perfect Bones. Right. Uh, I don't think I've actually... Is it a manga already? No, it's, a, it's an original concept. Yeah, and I read about that. Was it called Perfect Bones? Perfect Bones, yes. Mm-hmm. And... Intriguing title. 
It is a science fiction story. Yes. It probably means nothing, knowing knowing Japanese titles, right? Fair fair point, fair point. Hey, well, Cowboy so... Bebop means a lot. And, um, yeah, Coyote Ragtime, that means a lot. Panty and Stocking with Garter Belt. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah, they all mean a lot. I don't know what you're talking about. Um <laughs> Uh, the the guy behind it, um, one of the things he's best known for is the director of the anime sequence in the Kill Bill, Volume One. Oh yeah, okay. Yes. And it is a science fiction story in which scientists are trying to create the perfect human to create peace in the universe. And they these people are called New Humans, and they've got a bunch of children um, who are sent off to complete their training to become these New Humans. But they get kidnapped by an evil organization uh, who wants to use them for bad reasons. Uh, mm. That's the synopsis we have, or my interpretation of the synopsis we have. So we will tell you more when we know more, because we don't know when it's going to show up. Uh, but it has been announced, and that's interesting. Um, also, just one more anime story, and that is that the first Kickstarter has been launched by Funimation, the US distributor, uh, to create a new dub of the classic series Escaflone, uh, which is a old 90s series about a, you're never going to guess this, an ordinary Japanese high school <laughs> girl who gets transported <laughs> to a magical world. A magical yeah, fantasy world with dragons, knights, uh... And giant robots. And giant robots and Isaac Newton. <laughs> this is this is the uh, that's what makes that series a bit a bit interesting. It's got knights <clears throat> and giant robots. So yeah, that sounds fun. It, it All of everything uh, I ever yeah. loved in an anime. So so. If... Oh, and there's lots of cat girls as well. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So so everyone's sorted. If they're kickstarting a new dub. Yes. How are they releasing it? Is it just like, give us the money and then we'll release it however we okay. see fit, or what? Here is what is happening. Uh, they they had, they because it used to be owned by Bandai, who are no longer yeah. releasing. Yes. Um, so it's been licensed, rescued by them, and everyone knew they had it. And they were like, what are you doing with it? What are you...? And they are apparently going to be releasing a director's cut that was released in Japan on Blu-ray, but has never been released in English. So the original dub that was done like back in the nineties no longer fits the um <coughs> the visuals. Uh, okay. So, so, okay. Well so yeah, well the they... dub for that was always kind of patchy because it was at least I remember when it was on T V when they tried dubbing it and airing it on uh American television, they really kinda they they because the anime was always about, you know, Hitomi, who is the the main, you know, the high school girl, but they tried to air it as more of like a action series with a uh, Van, the male protagonist, as the you know the actual main character when he really wasn't. Well, there there were two dubs. There was an old version shown on Fox Kids. That was the, was the one. one which that was, was the one that saw. was cut to shreds. Um, and um, yeah, they probably tried to reach it. Like when they made um, Card Captors Sakura, uh, they tried to make it mainly about a boy. <laughs> like, no, he's the main character. We're going to call it Card Captors, and it's about that boy over there because 
Because having a girl protagonist is well, weird. They didn't yeah. fool anyone because most of the time you were in that girl's bedroom, weren't you? Yes. Come on, let's, let's watch our new series, The Adventures of Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> Sailor who? What now? <laughs> oh, um, did you mention also that um, the girl who let through time was licensed, rescued? Yeah. Yes, uh, Funimation are going to be releasing that. A while back, they accidentally put it on their website, and then they said, no, we don't have it. And then (laughs) uh, recently, they went, yeah, 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 we've got it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they just uh, leaked it by mistake. Um, So when is the uh, Escaflone, this new Escaflone dub? I mean, they said they're still in the process of raising enough money to do the Kickstarter to do it, so... Which has already met its goal. I'm not surprised because Escaflone is a... Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah, so they're releasing it anyway, whatever happened, even if it didn't meet the thing. They were going to release it, and the idea was that they would release the director's cut as subtitled only if they didn't reach the uh, goal because they were saying uh, they wanted to see if there was interest in a in a dub of the director's cut was their 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 argument for why they're doing it because mm-hmm. there was a bit of controversy around it because people are like well Funimation have got the, their money to do it they release things all the time without knowing if it's going to be a success so why are they asking for money for something that's going to be really successful um but obviously, lots of people have pledged money, including one person who pledged over five thousand dollars to go and visit Funimation and record like a cameo. Oh wow! <laughs> like that person really wants to see a five thousand. Yeah, that person's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening, or just really uh, like If you're listening, we've got a donation button. On- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you'd like to make AFACon happen, hey. AFACon. <laughs> yeah. Or you, or you could just keep us in Jaffa Cakes if you want. So like Jaffa Cakes. <laughs> what? Jeff Biscuits. I like Jeff Biscuits. Okay, I don't know what either of those <laughs> are. <laughs> Call back. Jaffa Cakes are um, not biscuits. They're cakes. It's been proved in the the course. Oh, yeah, in, 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 because they... Um, uh, they go hard when they're stale, not soft. They're, uh, they're, they're little orange, <laughs> orange cookies. They're, mm-hmm. I'm dating it for you. Cookies. Yes. Yeah, but they're not. At, they're actually tiny cakes because they went to they went to court to prove that they were cakes because oh. cakes don't have VAT on them and biscuits do. Uh, Chocolate covered biscuits have VAT on them because they are a luxury item. Like. Oh. Like um, tampons and sanitary towels, which are also apparently a luxury item, which wow. why, which is why they've got VAT on them. Uh, but uh, cakes don't. Cakes don't. So um, McVitie's went to court and made a giant Jaffa cake and gave it to the judge and said, "Look, this is what it's made. This is a cake. See?" And I went, "Oh, it's a cake. You don't have to pay for it." <laughs> wow. And Jeff biscuits are the um, uh, a there's a uh, they're not <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so far off the, off the course here. Oh, come on Jeff Cakes 
Jeff Biscuit. I want to learn things, Chris. In, 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 Sorry. In the Kane movie, <laughs> Jeff Biscuits is what they call Jaffa Cakes to avoid, like, um, <gasps> oh. using a brand. Like Whack Donalds. Like Whack Donalds. <laughs> yes, mm. D- Dan, Dan told us about Jeff Biscuits in a previous episode. Yeah, I, I remember this conversation. Yeah. So when I started yeah. to, to, between Biscuits and Cakes, I was like, oh my goodness, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Wait, wait, what were we talking about? Escaflo- We're talking Escaflo- about escaploding. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot today. Thank just you. biscuits. Yeah, and I, I, I went on a little <laughs> political tirade. Yeah, they should not have BAT on them. I'm not talking about biscuits. <laughs> I think I might just have to adopt that as a, as a, as a swear. <laughs> Jeff, well, Jeff Biscuits. Jeff Biscuits. Jeff Biscuits. <laughs> That's a good swear. I'm just going to start Thank saying you. that. Yeah. Jeff Biscuits. Jeff Biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hashtag that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to happen. Uh, but it's going to be an expensive special edition. It's like, I think the half season's like $65. Oh. Uh, it's a hundred oh. and something for the full, ep- and it's only twenty-five episodes. It's not. <laughs> no, yeah, that was it. Was a standard anime, you know, hmm. length and everything. This isn't. This isn't like getting a box set of Naruto or something where it's seven hundred episodes. This is quite a lot of money for. Um, yeah, so some people were not that impressed by them doing it, but the thing is with crowdfunding, it's always a case of if you don't want it, then you don't give them any money. <laughs> Um, but interestingly enough, uh, it's being released in the UK by Anime Limited uh, in a special edition without crowdfunding, and they are saying that they're going to include the original dub, and they might now include the extra dub in it as well. So you might actually be best off getting the UK version uh, if you can when that comes out. Chris, you're not including in the new Surf's Up too. Oh God! Oh. No. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. So <laughs> wave mania. What? What? But nice. Was announced, and it's like, it's the Surf's Up movie, but it looks like they've got all these like WWE WrestleMania guys. Oh, of course they in have penguin form. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, like, I, John Cena and like. Um, uh, a few other wrestlers just tweeted like pictures of themselves as Surf's Up characters with um this Wave Mania logo, and nothing else has really been <laughs> been released about the movie. Hmm. Seems a bit weird to be announcing a sequel to Surf's Up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a real. Well, cash in, but yeah, to, to the massive success the of that movie, first but... film. <laughs> mm. I quite liked it. I thought it was okay. I liked it actually. Yeah, but I just—it's just like you're making a sequel now with wrestlers. <laughs> I don't see the connection <laughs> mm. between wrestlers and surfers, guys. And penguins. And penguins. That's yes. Well, the wrestlers are pretty charismatic, and the penguins are pretty charismatic. Hey. It's, it's the rock in it. That's, that's no. the rock hopper. No. 
Oh. The Undertaker. How could they? Oh. Undertaker's the pretty rock, cool. Yeah, he's got like a coffin surfboard. Yeah, that's How pretty could... cool. And like really <laughs> dirty, like seaweed. Like, nice. Hair. It's really weird. Nice. I can't believe they missed the rock hopper. It's just so right, right there. <laughs> he didn't want to be involved. He actually has better things to be doing. No, he's, <laughs> he's, he's in Moana. Yes. Uh, Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson is it, he is now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like, I can't be the rock hopper because I'm Dwayne Johnson now. So and I'm involved with Disney. So, ha. Yeah. I'm going up in the world. <laughs> yes. Uh, but he's still just a regular guy. Totally. Uh, <laughs> just very, very muscular guy. Mm-hmm. Just a regular demigod. Yeah, exactly. Sculpted by the gods. Yeah, uh, so... <laughs> Surf's up. Two's happening. <laughs> That's the news. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry to force that in there. I, just, I saw it this week, and it kind of... <clears throat> Like woke me up like a shot of espresso. It's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> right, um, that's the that's the news, and I guess we're going to talk about some stuff we've been watching. Because um, I haven't been on the show in a while, I've got quite a few things, but I will try not to uh, take forever to do it. So I'll try and whiz through whiz through them. Um, I'm going to start by saying that I actually did get a chance to watch Anomalisa today at a preview. It is coming awesome. out it is coming out uh next week in the UK on March the eleventh. Um but I'm not gonna say very much because I will save that until we have a discussion because I know Dan is watching it next week. And I know Avon has seen it already. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll have a more interesting discussion. But it's yeah, it's very interesting. It's very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh it's <laughs> It's very well made. It's it's yeah. I'm I'm still processing it to be honest. That's a sign <laughs> and, of a good film. It sounds like a Charlie Kaufman film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm not <laughs> quite. Yeah, Charlie Kaufman. Um, I being John Malkovich. That was like one of my yeah one of my sort of defining because. Uh, Cameron Diaz in that movie. Oh yeah. She's so good. Hmm. That film was sort of like when I became sort of because I basically like my sort of teenage years, mate, sort of 12 to teenage. I was like, yeah, anime, everything anime. And then I sort of went off and was like, yeah, movies. <laughs> just mm. just like started up building up my movie collection and was like, I was, I'm a, I'm a serious city ass now. I read film <laughs> magazines and I, I would grow a goatee beard, except I can't. Because I can't grow one, because <laughs> I'm like 15 or whatever. But I'm a serious city ass now, and uh, like one of my first like defining films in my DVD collection, and my first US import for my 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 DVD player that you could make multi-region by putting in a code on the <laughs> on the remote. It was magic. Um, it's being John Malkovich. Nice. Yeah. So I've been a fan of Charlie Kaufman for a long time. So it's interesting to see him do an animation and a very interesting animation at that. So probably look out for a review from me on the website like before it comes out uh, and we will discuss it on the show at a future date. But I will just say this, it's worth watching. Uh, 
and I will leave That's it at that. Um, I have also been watching some more Danger Mouse. The remake of Danger Mouse has come back with new episodes uh, this early this year, and it's still great. <laughs> uh, I am now sure, though, that they are airing them out of order uh, <laughs> because you will get episodes that introduce characters that you've already seen. Um, <laughs> right. Because, like, they had a Christmas special. They had a half-hour Christmas special where Brian Blessed was Santa. And, uh, <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, and Richard Iowedi was this villain called the Snowman. But you'd already seen him crop up, like, earlier in the year. And then the one where he shows up is was on at Christmas. Um, so there was a recent episode where there was a character called um, was Isambard King Kong Brunel, uh, <laughs> uh, which, uh, which is one of my favourite jokes in it. Um, that is no, excellent. Yes, so he is a chimp in a stovepipe hat who invents things. Um, uh, wow. he, he'd already appeared in things, uh, but the episode where he gets introduced aired recently, and it was great. And also, they aired the episode where Count Duckula, the return of Count Duckula, because um, Count Duckula was originally a bad guy in Danger Mouse before he had his own series. And so in the remake, there's a, there's a Duckula episode. And I think that was probably like, it's just the best looking episode I've seen so far in the series. Like the backgrounds, everything is stunning. And it was really well made and it's funny. And Danger Mouse is great and you should watch it. So there you go. And yeah, and they're still making more. I think. I think it's going down well. So, because um, I know someone I follow on Twitter is uh, just going to start work on it now. Uh, oh really? Used to work on Wonder Over Yonder, but that's finished. So there you go. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's the same studio. I think. Make that. Boulder Media. Um, they make mm. Wonder Over Yonder for uh, Cartoon Network, and they make. Um, uh, Danger Mouse for the BBC. So, and that was the freshly cut, fresh cut grass, right? Oh yeah, that's so good. That's the same director. Yeah. That's the same director as Danger Mouse, Robert Cullen. Awesome. Who is so very, good. Very talented guy. So, uh, I know we talked about that last time I was on, but that, I loved that short so much. <laughs> it's awesome. It's um, so good. <laughs> okay, so what else have I watched? Uh, I also have. Uh, since the last time I've been on, I didn't talk about the fact that I finally watched Whisper of the Heart, the Studio Ghibli movie. Yay! Um, <laughs> and it is the it is one of the Studio Ghibli movies that is not directed by <laughs> uh, Miyazaki or Takahata. It was directed by a guy called Kondo, and it's the only film he directed because Rashimi. Yeah, very sadly, he died shortly after. Um, he was like meant to be. Like Miyazaki's heir. Yeah, and then he basically. died. It's horrible. Died. Yeah, but it's really, really sweet film. Uh, it is basically, it's a bit of a romance, slice of life type thing, but it's one one of their more low-key films, like it, uh, in the same vein as Only Yesterday, I suppose, not that I've seen it, and um, from Up on Poppy Hill. And Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's a Ghibli movie, so it's really good. You, I, I don't have loads to say, but it's lovely, and the cat in it is awesome. And <laughs> moon, 
Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And like just the I I kinda I really like the way a lot of Japanese movies do romance in a sort of really subtle way. Mm. You, you don't have to do it in a way big in your face everyone getting it on well, I, type I think actually in, <laughs> in, in the case of Whisper of the Heart it makes more sense for it to be done that way because they are teenagers mm-hmm. and they're kind of like awkward about it and a bit like you know there's the whole thing with that guy who has a crush on her and she just yeah. doesn't know what the hell to do and it's uh, oh it's so good that film it's so freaking good <laughs> Not country music in that. <laughs> country music and like they have this like amazing um like early nineties like synth score mm-hmm. all the way through. That is so good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so I recommend you watch that. Um you can get it on Blu-ray. It's very good. And also uh, we recently published a review of it from Joe, who says it's his favourite film. So there you go. Um and it was quite funny because it was like a few days after I watched it. He said, oh, can I review this? I was like, ah, that's funny. Because <laughs> I just watched it and I thought, oh, I suppose I'd better oh, right, I'll review that. And it's like, oh, I want to review that. It's my favourite film. I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. <laughs> like, well, I mean, and there you go. I really like it when people get to review like their favourite. So, because mm-hmm. um, you get like the best perspective that way um, often. Um, and also, I reviewed the third Evangelion movie, uh, so I rewatched the whole lot of the movies, all three of them, and yeah, the first two, pretty great. Um, if you've seen either at all, it's uh, the first episode is basically stuff you've already seen, but more shiny. The second episode, the second movie takes it sort of in a bit of a more direction, and you're going like, oh, I'm intrigued. And then the third movie, and this is why a lot of people actually hate it, is like completely off the wall, goes in its own direction, nothing like any of the other movies at all. Really? Um, I go, didn't know that. It, I didn't, I didn't realise, it like happens 15 years in the future, and like all the, everything's changed. <laughs> so it's after the events of, have you seen end of movies? Uh, well, it's, it's, this is the re- complete reboot, so. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a Star Trek 2009 yeah, new timeline kind of thing. Completely, yeah, because they right. in, they introduce new characters and they do they re rejig events so they happen in different orders and things happen to different people and stuff like that. Um, do they still basically have the same ending? Uh, no, it's go it's go it's obviously going to have a completely different ending. Uh, That's really w- uh, they're not finished. No, they the uh, third movie came out I think in like two thousand and twelve. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. <laughs> There's supposed to be one more movie. They haven't announced when it's happening because mm-hmm. An- Anno has gone off to make the new Godzilla movie, the new Japanese Godzilla oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm hyped for that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's busy because if you're Japanese and someone says, hey, do you want to make a Godzilla movie? You're like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, do fish swim in the sea? <laughs> it's like the equivalent like for British directors of Bond. Like, mm-hmm. you're, like, you're like, you want to make Godzilla? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> so he's doing that. Um, but I have to say, like technically, it's a it is a step down from the other movies because the other movies are really, oh, really? Sh- are really impressive animation and shiny and everything. 
and the third one it's, it just looks a bit cheaper and everything and the plot is so you, you do spend like uh, the first like <laughs> 20 minutes or something just go I don't know what's going on what's going on <laughs> I thought that was just I... Evangelion in general yeah. well yeah exactly, exactly. But you, you do have a vague sort you know because you've most of the the, ser- the series the films you've actually seen most of the plot before so you're like mm. it doesn't really make any sense but I know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> but this one is just like oh, it's completely it's 15 years in the future uh all these weird things happen characters have changed and you're like uh eh. and gendo is even more crazy how is that possible he is anime's premier beardy bastard and he's back and uh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah it's really weird it's a lot of people hate it i don't hate it because i was just like this is so bizarre and different and everything i was you know i was on board just because it was so completely and i have absolutely no idea where it's going next which when you're doing like a reboot of a of a series is quite an interesting way of taking it mm-hmm. um but the other thing is apparent it's the reason it's taken so long to come to dvd is because and blu-ray is because when it was originally shown the japanese distributors did not like the english version and they wouldn't let them release it. What does that mean? They went, no, this isn't how we, what we intended. This is all completely wrong. So they had to redo it in collaboration with Studio Kara um, and the producers. So What does that even mean? I'm not sure. That's weird. But they were like, no, this is all wrong. This is not what we want. You must rip it up and redo it. So they had to... <laughs> And you know what I mean, the Japanese are like about getting approval and everything. So they mm-hmm. go back and forth mm-hmm. and it's take, taken years, literally. And yeah, some so like things are translated in different ways and things like that for the other films. Right, right. And, and I, I think they've kind of, I think they've made like different like direction for the actors and things like that because it's like Shinji just sounds a bit different. It's like he's even more widely somehow oh, <laughs> uh, really yeah so I'm not really selling it <laughs> yeah well you might hate it a lot of people hate it but i mm. there is a part of me that when there's a film that just does something that everyone hates and it really pisses them off i'm so, uh... <laughs> sometimes there's a part of me that goes that's brilliant just just because <laughs> everyone hates it that's brilliant no one expected that just mm. like oh just, yeah there's a bit of like contrarian mischievous streak in me sometimes that's just like oh yeah everyone hates that that's amazing <laughs> just, no i i yeah, i know that, that. So, that sounds sounds kind of stupid but there is no it doesn't no i, no. I don't think that. Mm. no because it it makes you feel something you're affected by it i mean i honestly i mean it reminds me like I was, you know, obviously what I've been watching are like submissions, right? But I, I won't go into detail about the name because we haven't really accepted it yet, but we will. Um, I watched the most disturbing film I think I probably have ever seen, like in my whole life. <laughs> like, wow. I'm serious. I mean, it was like horror. I'm like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to post a, like a warning. Wow. <laughs> before we can could show it um but the thing is and at first i was just like why am i watching this and then um by the end i was like it came together and i thought 
okay, well, that's in. Like, I don't know where we're going to program <laughs> this, but, like, I get it. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. Sometimes it sort of becomes movie medicine or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, when things are effective, sometimes that shock value is it's necessary because it's still just a movie, you know, right? It's still just a film, but it can, it can have so and, much power. And animation, too. You don't often... Yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever had a reaction like that to an animated film. Well, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, you guys are on the judges queue, uh, so you can review films. So I'll have ah. to uh, pass that info along. Mm. <laughs> So you can experience it. Uh, experience is the right word. That. <laughs> Horror and me do not go very well together, but we'll, I, I, I could give it a try. Well, it's horror and social commentary. Hmm. I guess okay. horror can be that. Anyway. <laughs> so I would, yeah, if you're an Evangelion fan, you've basically got to check it out anyway. <laughs> I, w- I will warn you that a lot of people do not like it, but as I said, I was intrigued enough, and you know, it ended up getting three stars for me. So it was. I think it's an interesting watch, and I really want to know what's going to happen with the fourth movie when it finally happens. Because uh, Ando Ano is just a bit crazy, and he just does what he wants. <laughs> that's 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 the thing. I I can't believe people are that surprised that he's just gone considering what he did with the ending of the original yeah where, seriously where, where the ending just like actually made people write death threats and then he went oh you don't like that ending I'll do this ending instead and the people were like this is not what I wanted <laughs> well the ending the end, the reason hmm. the ending for the series was like that was because of budget it's it's kind of debated whether that is or whether that's what he wanted right. I think um Obviously, the movie was a big budget ending, but it was rather traumatizing and disturbing. And if you're not satisfied with the end of Eva, like I don't know, you're not going to be satisfied by anything. I don't think. Mm. It's I, a fair I, assumption. I love the end of Eva. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah, it it's always a really good apology for you know to those people who weren't satisfied with the ending of the series as well. But it was also kind of oh. You 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 want to see what really happened, eh? This is what really happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's there are sort of I think like there's little references to End of Eva in it, like in the music of the new movie. You go, oh, there's that there's like the the theme that like plays at the big mm. climactic moment. There's sort of a reference to it in the music. So uh, End of Eva, check it out or don't, whatever. <laughs> no, end, not End of Eva. You should check that out, but you can't really get it anymore because <laughs> uh, it's out of print for a long time, as is the TV series. So, hey, maybe Funimation will do a crowdfund. Who knows? <laughs>
and also one other anime thing I watched an awful lot of because I had to do a review for a magazine and I had to do play catch up um, and watch Sword Art Online Series 1 and 2, uh, which I've been meaning to do anyway because I kind of feel like I should watch the big series anyway. Um, and I did watch earlier episodes of it before and I sort of thought, oh, this is all right, but I didn't carry on. Um, so the idea of Sword Art Online is that there is a virtual reality multi RPG. Yeah, one of them things. Um, <laughs> like, and you go into it and you go and kill monsters and stuff. But this new game that launches that's like ultra futuristic virtual reality, uh, everyone goes in it and it's a big hype, big thing. And then they all get transported to the town square and this bloke turns up and he says, hey, I created this game. And by the way, you can't leave leave this game ever or you will die. The only way to leave the game is to beat the game. Otherwise, if you die in game, you die in real life. I'm off. Pulling a, pulling um, a dot hack kind of thing. Whoa. And also, he says, you can't use your um, little avatar anymore. You look like what you look like. So everyone transforms into their reality. So you'd think there'd be like more 45-year-old neck <laughs> uh but still most people just look like anime characters um so that's the setup and that's quite a fun setup but it's sort of well, it, it makes some yeah <laughs> it goes to some places in later episodes that are not so good Oh, oh, that's um, that's I was I was waiting to hear that because I've heard I've, I have a couple friends who've watched this who've gotten into Sword Art Online. I've heard a lot of like it's like that the very first bits are like really good, and then after a certain point, it just kind of falls off the wagon. Yeah, after about ten episodes, basically, like the main character and his love interest, who up to that point is you know a bit of a badass, um, main you know typical anime heroine type thing, but. They fall in love, so they decide to get married in the game, and, and they go and they go in buy a cabin, and she cooks for him, and she's the per- <laughs> perfect wife and looks after him, and then they adopt this little fairy girl as their child, and they're like, yeah, we're just going to live here forever. Um, and is like, it kind of a, is it kind of like trying to be a satire? Because like, that sounds like no, no, no. There's no satire in this. No, <laughs> they're, they're playing it straight. They're playing it completely straight. They're like, no, yeah. And yeah, and then, but then after about 13 episodes, oh, right, I'm just going to have to say at this point, there's no way I can do this without (laughs) spoilers. Uh, So if you don't want to know what the problems are with this series, stop listening and skip forward about about 10 minutes or so and listen to the others talk about what they've been watching because... I'm going to spoil the shiz out of this. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get uh, ready. Um, yeah, so after about 13 episodes, the main story, with the Sword Art Online thing, basically finishes because they they get out. <laughs> okay. And then, so, and it's a 25 episode thing. So for the, the next bit, um, they go into another game that's not so interesting, but his girlfriend gets kidnapped, so he has to try and track her down. Uh, and so instead like a few episodes in he mentions about his little sister and he says oh but she's not really my sister she's my cousin and you think that's a strange thing to say 
Mm-hmm. And then you realise, <laughs> it's because about halfway through, she shows up uh, and she's like, I'm in love with my big brother. Nice. Oh, no. And it's like, oh, Japan, stop it. <laughs> oh, Japan. So, so then, like, his sisters are falling over him and everything. And obviously, every girl he meets falls in love with him because he's so cool. He's of got course. such a big sword and stuff, and he's so good at computer games that everyone wants to vote him. <laughs> and um, uh-huh. uh, and then, so the it, the story isn't as interesting in the second bit, and the main character girl just gets kidnapped and like she loses all her um, badassery to be just a damsel in distress. Um, and then, like right at the end, they go, "Oh yeah, and let's make it a bit rapey as well, nearly or." Oh, yeah. wonderful. Sort of. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's took, like, a perfectly entertaining concept. You know, pretty cliched and everything, but fun enough and just made it gross. <laughs> if, if, you wanna, if, if you want cool online, you know, anime or anime series based on, you know, people getting stuck in an online world, you know, I'll take, I'll take Dot Hack and uh, Log Horizon any day. <laughs> Or even Overlord is a really interesting idea with the whole, you know, being trapped in an online computer game. And then in season two, the first half, he goes into this other game, which is basically a like a shooter rather than a f- fantasy world. It's people carrying guns around. Um, and because someone's been murdering someone in games and the government want him to go and track it down. Oh my God, so seriously? Great. Yeah. Um, and that one sort of, yeah, this is all right. At least it's a bit boring, but at least it's not gross so far. And then, <laughs> and then right at the end, it gets rapey at the end of the first half. And then you're like, oh, stop it. And then, then came the second half, which was the bit that I actually had to review for the magazine. And at that point, it then like just did a few episodes sort of like a fun fantasy romp again. <laughs> like, oh, this is, this is what I actually like. It's like this weird thing because it's been released like it's released by Anaplex, so it's released in like really short volumes where you only get like you don't get half a season or whatever. You get about eight episodes or five episodes at once. So if you review a separate volume, some of them you'll get a decent review for, even though like my my overall experience of the series turned out to be negative because it went really gross. <laughs> um, but so that, like that last volume, I was like so relieved. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> there's nothing gross in this. <laughs> it's, 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 it just keeps so, jumping around. It seems what it's try, it, trying yeah. to do. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it's like, why why are you going to do that, Japan? <laughs> what it, it, why is that? Is that is that because what the fan want? The fans want or what? I certainly would hope not, but. It's based on oh, those a, of... a bunch of light novels, right. so I guess the creator's yeah. a bit, bit of a pervert, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what he wants. Uh, yeah, so sort of online. That's that's a thing. A I'll bit watch. of a mixed bag, you'd say, as far as yeah, series. A bit of a sick bag. With... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, there's if you want. Yeah, if anyone wants like that kind of uh, story uh, told in a better way, there there are plenty of other uh, animes, animes that have done like, it better. Like I swear, Log Horizon is probably one of the best I've seen to ever pull the uh, pull that story off, and actually does a lot, explores a lot of interesting aspects with it. So, 
it's like it's like a sick bag with Jeff biscuits in it. Like, well, I can see the Jeff biscuits, but but I don't want to I don't want to touch them because of the dollar sick. So. Uh... Yeah, that's good. They're not going to put that on. Anything <laughs> else besides sort out online, Chris? That was enough. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. No, I, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just generally. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I'm logging off. That's it. Bye. Oh, no. Come back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rachel, what it was, you've been watching something, I know. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Just a couple things. I mean, the biggest one. I mean, I was I, I saw only yesterday, last week, and or like a couple weeks ago, and you know we will talk about that later. But then, um, just this uh, just this Friday, I was able to see a Zootopia since when it uh, first came out, and uh, I mean, I know they've already been saying like a bunch of critics have been saying all this like really great things about this movie, and. I can only say that they're right, and I, my admiration for this movie is pretty much, I think, is the same as young girls have for the Frozen movie, as a comparison. Oh, wow. um, I'm very, very attached to these characters, and I really want to see more of this fantastic world that they created, so... Because I remember yep. a lot of the points that you made, Dan, when you uh, when we <clears throat> were talking about it yeah. in our last episode podcast, and... Uh, a lot of the stuff that you mentioned, I I did end up seeing in this film, and just it's, it was really amazing, like you said. Just I know you don't uh, expect it to be quite the way that they're doing it. It's like holy shit, you're just kind of coming out and saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love Judy. She's great. She's probably one of the best heroine characters that's come out of the Disney Disney for mm. a long time. Mm. I don't, I, I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but I think it's the Disney movie which, um, of recent years, I think is would be able to sustain sequels best. Yeah, I Ooh. agree. And I don't mean that as a bad thing at all. It's just no. like, it could just be another because it's because it's basically, um, it's it's a cop movie, it's a detective film. That's kind um, of shocking coming from you, Dan. <laughs> Actually, Honestly, wish for a sequel. I'm like, wow, that is something. All right. <laughs> Strong <yeah>. words. <laughs> um, but yeah. no, yeah. It's, I like it's, it too. I like it too. There are, there are a couple of like reviews I've seen which mm-hmm. have done something kind of interesting. Like, they've basically mentioned that because the film is basically an allegory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's if you read a little too close, it, it can end up saying a couple of troubling things. Um, about like um people's true nature, yeah, and what they're hardwired to do and things like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that's kind of worth considering. Um, when it comes to. Yeah, uh, reading the film as an allegory, but yeah, the, I I love it. It's great. Yeah, but you don't have you don't have to do that. You can also just enjoy the you just enjoy the ride for what it is. And well, I, I just, these, these are char- yeah. these are great characters. I want to learn more about. I I think it's kind of impossible to escape what they're saying with them, though. Yeah. So, 
it's it's in the movie. It's not like it's not there to, to... No, they don't shy away from it at all. Mm. But it's 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 kind of what made it a, you know a bit of a stronger film for it, I thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there there's like um there are some scenes in this which are just unbelievably uh emotional and like quite mature as well, I think. Nice. Did you, did you see it with um with kids? No, I did not. I I mean I was I was I went I went to the theater by myself, but it was it was packed with families. So I oh, was right. I was hearing I'm, a lot of reactions from the kids and the adults. Oh. Do you think the kids got the message? Um, it was hard to say, but I, like I could hear a lot of like when I was leaving the theater, a lot of the families were talking a lot about like certain aspects of the film. So that's a good do you sign. Think, do you think parents were kind of surprised that it wasn't just a funny talking animal movie? Oh no, yeah. There was this um a father I was sitting next to because um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sat near a dad, and um, basically, I, I was kind of taking in the movie, which is really like kind of just like that uh, post awe of just the enjoying, you know, mm. what I had just seen. And then the dad, you know, I, the the dad overheard me just kind of uh, make, you know, talking to myself. He's like, "Yeah, this was a really good film. It was like it had it had a good plot and everything. Like he couldn't, he had trouble guessing where it was going to go. And so, you know, mm. that's that's something for uh, for a." anthropomorphic Disney film. But just, yeah, yeah I was yeah. so happy. So happy to see this movie. want to see it again. You know, I want to see more of it. More stuff set in this world, because it's really creative, really beautiful to look at. And, uh, yeah. Just... I, think it, I think it's one of the funniest movies. Yeah, oh, yes. Definitely. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my... <laughs> You'll get there, Chris. I promise. I will. Yes. <laughs> It'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Oh, and also, did you um, what do you think of my theory? I agree <laughs> that I with your theory. I kind of outlined last time. Okay. I agree with your theory one hundred percent. That the name of Zootopia versus Zootropolis actually does have some significance in terms of the overall theme of the movie. Hmm. Hmm. It's really weird. It's really weird. It is. But hey. Apparently, I heard there's also like a few bits that are different, like between different countries. Like there's a newsreader or something, and the animal he is. Oh, done a different yeah, in... like like they've done a panda for China. Mm. Oh, and, right. And a tanuki for Japan. When I mm-hmm. saw it, it was a moose. Yeah, same here. Oh, for for England, a moose. It was a moose in the We're US, and in the version I saw too. I saw mm. news outlets saying that it's a corgi for England, but I saw a moose. Ah. Uh, Oh, you probably, yeah, you probably, perhaps, the, um, you had to, I love it when they do things well, like that. Actually, like, um, like in... so, well, actually, I, I, I must have seen Zootropolis because all the signs, um, Zootropolis. Zootropolis. But perhaps it didn't have the corgi in it. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was a surprise I was saving. <laughs> yeah. mm. In Danger Mouse, the Queen's a corgi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I love it when they do things like that. Like um, in, I think it, I don't know if it was in the actual film, but in the trailer for Inside Out, um, the sport that was being watched in the yes. the dad's yes. head, it like in in the UK and probably in other parts of Europe, it was football, mm-hmm. uh, so, soccer, mm-hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll accept it as I, I accept it as football. That is the real football. Okay. That is the real football because you kick it. Have you? Know. Most countries uh, in the world. Um, yeah. Um, and they had yeah. ice ice hockey in the states, and like in the Captain America: The Winter Soldier, where there's the list, oh, yeah. and every every country it varies, like. Like in in the UK, it's got like the 1966 World Cup final and stuff like That's that. That's really like... weird, for Captain America, because he would not give a shit about Bobby Charles. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> that's that's the, pretty much half the things uh, like stuff that wouldn't matter. To America, <laughs> That's so weird. Is... So, ah, oh, yes, mm. Captain America really wants to know this thing about Korean culture. <laughs> you know, they've been doing that. They've been doing that for a long time, actually. Um, in Toy Story two. There's a part where like the TV is in Al's Al of Al's toy toy barn. Mm-hmm. His TV goes off. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's like they finish their broadcasting for the day, kind of thing. And in the American version of the film, the American flag comes up, but in the international version, they use a, a globe. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but yeah. there used to be maybe I'm. Wasn't there? There was an American flag um, whole thing at the end of uh, after the end of the broadcast when television would go off air. There was like a um, patriotic type thing with the American flag and then static. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's... That, that, that's what I'm describing. That's what happened. Oh whoa 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 whoa. Okay, gotcha. Kind of, like because no one outside of America knows what that is. Interesting. Yeah. They just use the globe. So huh. modifying like subtly for a while. Huh. And the UK version of Cars has got Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Jeremy Carr. No. Clarkson. Clarkson from Top Gear. No, yeah. I was trying to punify his name, but didn't. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's move on. Is that punify? Punify, yep. Punify. Nice. You'll be punished. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, good job, Chris. So, good so job. what else? Have... <laughs> Is that all you've been watching, Rachel? Um, the only other thing, other than the usual suspects like Star Wars Rebels and everything, that was they had a big episode this past week, which is uh, bridged a lot more with um other forms of, like of the uh, Star Wars media, like especially Clone Wars. It was trying tying more ties together with that and um. Uh, the only other thing I've been trying to uh, keep up with was uh, the uh, the French cartoon that that's been recently got a dub in uh, on Nick. I believe it was Nickelodeon. I think uh, Jill mentioned that she when well, we mentioned on one of her earlier podcasts that I started watching uh, the Miraculous Adventures of uh, Ladybug and uh, Cat Noir. I've been watching both <laughs> the uh, both the the dub and the uh, the original French version, trying to catch up on my ep- episodes for that, and I'm. I'm loving more and more what I see. They're actually um, breaking the formula just slightly. So they actually, uh, I think one of the more recent episodes was uh, they uh, actually introduced the whole idea of how they got their powers in the first place and the original connection between these two, uh, our two protagonists. It was really adorable. So apparently, it, apparently that aired in sorry that aired in South Korea first. Apparently, yeah, that it, it did. It's a co co production between South Korea. Uh, Japan and France. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I discovered because it, yeah, it's an interesting. So... It's an interesting collaboration, and um, <clears throat> I'm really liking the feel of this show. It's it's a lot of fun. 
And what's it called again? The Miraculous Adventures of Ladybug and Chat Noir. Or Cat Noir, because uh, okay. Chat is cat in French. Cat. We. I, well, saw, I saw the trailer, and the animation is really pretty. Um, which 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 version of the trailer? Because I know there's a two D trailer, and then there was a three. You know, the actual um, show is in three dimensions. Yeah, it was it was a three D one. It was, oh uh, yeah, the animation is in yeah. both. Because I remember the original um, trailer that they had for the show was actually in a two D like Toei animation kind of uh, style. And both the animation uh, cool. for both that that trailer and then the actual design that they went with was wonderful. And it keeps getting better the more and more I watch it. So, it's I'm in I'm in I'm in love. I'm in love, France, with this show. Make, keep <laughs> making it. Keep making more episodes, please. And that's pretty much it. Cool. Dan, anything that you've had time to watch? Uh, no, actually, I I'm a bit embarrassed about about that, but I don't think I've seen. Anything. Wow. <laughs> that makes it easy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also to 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 Tropolis, uh, but that was a while ago now. So, no. Aww. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, I've not been watching cartoons. I saw only yesterday um, again in in prep for this, uh, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And Vaughn, <laughs> lots and lots of shorts. <laughs> I know. It's like All I'm of sing- the shorts. Singing the same tune. I can't help it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've watched an, a ton of uh, animated shorts from all around the world. And uh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, it's becoming something that we sort of do every day now because um, we have so many submissions coming in. Um Oh, another cool thing, um, just another thing about Animation Nights. I forgot to mention this, but um, we just... Do you guys know about um, Animation Hotline? So this guy, um, I, I'm i really excited to meet him in person. Um, there's a short film called Prayers for Peace that um, by Dustin Grella. Uh, it's done in that beautiful style. That, that's It's uh, like paint on glass style you know um painted animation um and it that i saw a that film of his i don't know like a while back i had a a film and a film festival with his film and immediately like as i do sort of reached down i was like your film is beautiful (laughs) and um and but since then like he his studio sort of grown and they've done lots of different um they've done all kinds of different work but one thing that he does um and one of i think debuting at sundance in in um, 2014 um is this cool thing um uh basically well now there's a whole setup with like a phone it looks almost like a sort of fisher price phone i the one the photo i saw was this blue phone thing and um you pick it up and you can leave a message and then what he does is, um, for Animation Hotline, there was also a number you could call, and uh, you'd, you'd say a sentence or a poem or talk about what you did during the day, and then um, Dusty Studios would um, would animate it and and create these little animations from from the quotes. And uh, he does beautiful work. So he's anyway, they're going to be installing that uh, that item, that little thing, at the Animation Nights event. Um, both on March 9th and April 13th, which is it's cool, right? 
That's amazing. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. So um, they'll have a little podium. So I'm really excited about it because it's just going to be a nice addition, you know, and, and um, hopefully I'll, I'll actually get to meet him in person. We keep meaning to, and we actually screen one of his films in either the first or second uh, animation nights, New York. Um, and it's, it was another beautiful piece, of course, but um, I love his work so much. But um, but yeah, so that's that's really exciting. But um, yeah, I mean, I've really just been watching a lot of short films um, from all over, and uh, and Michael Collin will be our friend. Michael Collin from Glasgow will be <laughs> um, <laughs> helping me uh, curate this one as well. Um, we also have, and then we have uh, Andy London uh, on cue, and uh, and uh, a few other people who I, I haven't. Um, I don't have official um, word of when they're gonna start curating, but. A few people. We have a couple of people who've uh, offered to sort of help out, and and uh, we're also creating, of course, like the judge uh, panel of judges for um, the best of fest that'll be happening at the end of the year. And it's I don't know, super exciting. So I don't know. I've just been I've been watching a ton of stuff, but not a lot that I can really necessarily talk about. You know, except that um, you know everyone should definitely go and try to um, just sort of even check out the lineup that we have coming up in March. And after March 9th, um, I'm going to post information uh, as I do about the filmmakers, each filmmaker, so people could, if the film is available online, watch it. And if it's not available online, at least get uh, information about the filmmakers um, so they can sort of watch other works by these people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really, really cool stuff. I'm excited about, um, I just found out that uh, my industry accreditation was just approved. So that's really exciting because... Well, Animation Nights New York sort of listed in the book or list or whatever that is. Um, and uh, I'll be able to check out. Uh, I'll have some some uh, word, at least, of, of what's happening there, you know, um, through the festival with regard to animation and um, probably VR stuff. I'm really going to try and, and hit uh, that. So I know, right? Um, <laughs> I know. I'm really excited. I don't know. Like, they haven't even listed yet. I, I'm sort of like looking at the website like and I'm like oh next week they're gonna post it like after animation nights but um <laughs> but you know I can't wait but um but first things first we have to do the um tech run because we anticipate sort of a large crowd for this one I think it's gonna be like 70 degrees um for animation nights New York I mean it's gonna be about probably 70 degrees that day isn't that crazy mm. or like um, Mid sixties. I have no idea. Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, seventy degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not a clue. Is that it's hot? Warm. Is it's that... very warm. I remember I was life. once somewhere with my granddad. He said ninety. He said, "Wow, it's ninety today," and I was like, "Ah, oh, ninety's hot." So I guess that means yeah, no. It's really yeah. warm. It sounds it's good warm. for um. And it's breezy. There'll be a lot of foot traffic down by the South Street Seaport. Let's put it that way. And and um, so I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have a feeling it's going to be pretty busy. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be able to upgrade our projector soon. <laughs> That'd be a good step up. Yeah, no, it looks pretty good now. We have like sort of off, like sort of uh, gray, slightly gray walls, which help. But um, yeah, I remember yeah, you mentioned that last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I was I and I went to the um Visual Effects Society uh, <laughs> Visual Effects Society um uh 
awards event um, the other night. Uh, they honored Chris Wedge with the Empire Award. Like, it's a new award. I think they've only done it for two years now. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I think we're talking. We, we uh, had a discussion about that in one of the previous podcasts, I think, with the Empire Awards. Ah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I actually went to the event just like last a couple of days ago. It was a couple of days ago, or the other I, night. I think that must be separate things. Are you sure? Empire. Is it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Because Empire Magazine is their movie. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, I got that confused. Sorry. Yeah, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, this is the Visual Effects Society Empire Award, yeah. and um, it's yeah, it's only the second one they've done, but they gave it to Chris Wedge, who was there, and um, and uh. And uh, what was my point with that? Um, they but they uh, I forgot my freaking point with that. Mm, that's hilarious. I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> Empire Award, Chris Wedge, Blue Sky. Mm, no, can't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. All right. <laughs> I had something really, I'm sure, super important to tell you, and I forgot. It'll right. come back to me later, but yeah, I wish I had more stuff, uh, more things. I have a there's a collection this DVD of um, Italian contemporary filmmakers that I'd like to watch, and and uh, <clears throat> Zootopia on Saturday. But um, yeah, until then, I can't really I got nothing really to talk about. I think I probably, I think I probably watched enough for all. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was really awesome. That was really awesome. There was a lot of stuff. <laughs> Why Japan? Has any, of it, has any of it like sunk in? Any of it? What, well, has it all been like fast food, or have you <laughs> like? Is there anything which is going to stick with you? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I think um, that only it. Um, Whisper of the Heart, definitely. Oh yeah, of course. And oh, no, that's enough. And. <laughs> sort of online de- made an impact definitely <laughs> for the good it, impact or not was... we've already discussed yes uh, and there may there may be a review in, in the near future mm-hmm. uh, but now I've got an Omelisa to review so I've got to sort it out soon instead Please. right uh, that's what we've been watching then yep. I guess um, apart from one other thing that the people have been watching but that is our main <laughs> Meet that guy. 27 is too old to be picky. Oh, thanks a lot. When my sisters recall the good old days, it's mainly about fashions or pop stars. For them, 1966 was the high point of their youth. But for me, it was just fifth grade. Okay, uh, so now we're going to be talking about Only Yesterday, which is now playing in venues across the United States and Canada, and via G-Kids. And unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch it, as I said, but um, 
uh, Rachel here and Dan have very well. Rachel just seen it the other week and written up an excellent review of it for the website. And Dan is familiar with it from years ago and has rewatched it as well. So they're going to be talking about it. Um, and I'm going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to be here. Going, oh, that sounds interesting. I want to watch that. Uh, so, I guess mm. who? Uh, I don't know who. Well, Rach, I guess as you wrote the review, uh, it might be a good idea for you to get kick off. Oh, okay. Just find a place to start. And um, all right. Yeah. Well, one of the interesting things I would like to say is just the fact that it's uh, one of the reasons it took like so long to get this film. A proper dub. I mean, obviously, you know, with all the other uh, Studio Ghibli films, like there's a like an ongoing theme of like you know the fantasy elements and all of everything. Even like the more uh, laid back uh, films in Studio Ghibli still you know got a still managed to work into a release. But I understand why, to an extent, why it took so long for this uh, only yesterday to get a dub. But at the same time, it's you know while watching it for the very first time, it's part of the reason why that took you know why disney when they had the rights to uh mm. to bring over more studio ghibli films why they were so nervous to to dub it but at the same time it's just it's what makes the movie so special and probably one of my yeah it's probably now one of my favorite studio ghibli films of all time wow i was i was gonna ask you like what did you think of it but and I just, that's what I said. It's just, that's, I was uh, thoroughly impressed by this movie. Mm. It was really something special. It made me, <laughs> like, I, I had to take a moment mm. after I'd stopped watching it um, to just kind of just absorb everything and just kind of, it, it also, like, had a good deal of personal reflection also. And it was like, that's that's a sign of a really, really good movie. Hmm. If it makes you reflect on your own life, and it's just like, well, you know what? That's it's a that's really awesome. It's a, that it was able to do that. And it's like I'm trying to like, I'm not sure if I could like talk about any specific moment, but just like the overall film and just the style of it. It was very different than uh, some of the other. I mean, you could you can still tell it's like the Ghibli style, but there's something different about it. I don't know if you've uh, you picked up on that, Dan, when you watched it. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, <clears throat> I mean, like maybe what you're referring to is the, the most unique thing I think is just the directing style. It's Takahata. So it's mm-hmm. really, he's influenced by like neorealist cinema and all sorts of things. And he's not, um, he's such an interesting director because I think he actually is more universal than Miyazaki in mm-hmm. lots of ways um but at the same time he isn't um in the same way that Miyazaki treats he he basically treats his audience in a very different way to Miyazaki I think yeah um I mean like excluding the wind rises I think Miyazaki tends to entertain and try to um entertain an audience in the same way like that Spielberg might really like play them um, but Takahata just kind of presents what's happening and it's like a slice of life you just 
watch people do things and it's observations um yeah um sorry i forgot i forgot your question no it's just like the the difference in animation style compared to at least some other uh of the studio films like because i know like it's it's still like in terms of the overall expressions Mm. and faces it's pretty much the same well, but it, there's. It, but they tried something different with this movie. Actually, this was the first time that Taka had to. Um, so in in Japanese animation, the norm, um, which is the opposite of, I think animation most other places, is um, they call it after recording, um, which is they have the picture and then they get the actors to dub, to the picture. Yeah, yeah. So it's like ADR basically um uh so with this film takahata actually recorded the actors first and the animators were listening to the actors performances and they tried to listen to acting choices they made and pauses and things like that um i think the acting is is quite impressive mm-hmm. uh, no especially if it's you know with the the fact that the animation is based off the actors' present, you know, performances, mm. Mm. Um, which makes it interesting, considering at least with uh, the version that I saw, since this is a dub, oh, of and course. it's the exact oh, yeah. opposite of that. That's really meta. But <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> so you, so you're watching a movie where the animation was based on the performance of other actors, and then it was dubbed again. Yeah, in in, in the English language and. You'd think that would make it really, like, even more difficult for, um, you know, the performances to come off just as well as the, uh, just as well as the Japanese version. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there are some bits that seem like, that fall just a little bit flat, but in terms of matching, like, the actual, like, you know, the way the characters talk. Well, it's just, um, I have nothing against Daisy Ridley. She's a wonderful actress. I adore her in the Star, Mm -hmm. in Star Wars, and... Mm -hmm. And I think that in terms of just like the mellow, maybe maybe it's just that the mellow, like kind of like the the mellow character of um, uh, Taiko when she's an older woman, yeah. you know, when she's grown up, maybe that was the you know what kind of maybe just maybe feel uh-huh. like it fell off a flat, bit flat because she was just she just seemed so chill through most of the film. She, I think, and, and, and Daisy really the, like uh, she got that if that if that's what they were originally going for, that's she got that one hundred percent. It just, I yeah, maybe that, that, that would throw I mean, me off a little is, bit. That is kind of her character, actually. She's okay. Quite, then that's. I mean, she's literally an introvert mm-hmm. like, because she's the the film is about this woman who who um, who goes on like a holiday from work, and she travels to um, the countryside um, to go and work on a on a safflower farm. Is mm-hmm. that what they is that what they call it in the dub? Yeah, safflowers. Yeah, yeah. They 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 stayed true to that. They stayed true to a lot of things. I think from the way they were talking yeah. about it. Yeah, I want because it's a really um. So like and and anyway, so she's she she goes to the um the countryside, and as she's traveling, she starts thinking of her ten year old self, and the film kind of jumps between her holiday. In, in Yamagata where she's working on this farm and the time when she was 10 um, and various things that happened while she was you know when she was 10 in her in her class 
Yeah, yeah. The, actually, the um the the Japanese title is Omoide Poro Poro, and it's that that's like memories falling like raindrops. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what it translates to, um, rather than only yesterday, and yeah. it, that's kind of how the past kind of works in the movie. It's just here and there you get like a moment, like of something that happened when she was ten, like a dinner that she had with her parents where they tried pineapple for the first time. Yeah, or just that was like, an interesting scene. The little specific things like that. Um. And yeah, it's just kind of before she travels, before she goes on holiday, she's talking to, is it her mum or her sister? And she's like, oh, come on, you're 27. You're not married. You're not going to get a better offer than the one you just got. Like a guy kind of proposed her, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you, It's not seen. And it's kind of implied that she's at a, a crossroads in her life. It feels like. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of the film. Really, I mean, it's kind of hard to spoil from there. It's it's just it really uh, is. That's basically all that happens in the film. But it's still it's it's an <clears> enjoyable <throat> ride. Like yeah. seeing you know cutting back, especially all to those little moments of uh, so... you know flashbacks that she has. It's really weird to me that you've seen the dub because um, I first saw this uh, some like seven years ago, I think, mm-hmm. and. It was the only film. It, it was like the only film in the, um, in the optimum like Ghibli collection that had no dub. Yeah, it, it was that way for a long time until G Kids was, uh, got a hold sub. of it. And I maybe because of that, like it always struck me as a really Japanese movie because it has like, um, it has lots of like cultural references to yeah. Japanese things. Um, I mean, does it work for you as a dub in English? Does it work hearing? Yeah, they, in terms of uh, the dub, in terms of like keeping true to the Japanese culture, at least, you know, while still speaking, you know, the characters speaking in English, they they didn't change a thing, it seemed. I mean, they had, obviously, they had to alter, you know, they had to make sure the, to work the dialogue around so it could, you know, still seem natural and flow mm-hmm. just as well mm-hmm. and still get the point across of the conversation or whatever the line of dialogue was. But no, yeah, I, I feel like with watching this film, I don't feel like I missed anything just because I was watching a dub. Right. And Daisy Ridley puts on like an American accent. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Interesting. And, and, and she didn't Patel do too did. bad. Mm-hmm. And she didn't Patel do too bad at all. Doesn't, right? I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry. Um, Dev Patel. Yeah, Dev Patel was. Um, yeah, I forget what. Oh God, the name of the character is escaping. But he's the Toshiro. Toshiro. Um, he I'm actually had a bit of an accent. And, um, a... I can't really say what kind of accent it was. It was. It was definitely not. I don't think it was. I don't think it was an American accent, but it was. It was definitely a an an accent. Okay. Interesting. Right. But it was it was fine. It, like, he, it was... I mean, like I'm asking if he sounded if he sounded different um, to Daisy Ridley, basically because yes, in, he did in, in the in the well, <laughs> not that he's like a man and she's a woman, but no, um, no, I understand what you're. I understand because what you're talking I understand about. like there's a slight difference in that um, Taiko is 
like a real city girl and Toshio is not he's like a real country guy yeah he is and you can hear that apparently like in his yeah the, with the the accent and the um in mm. Japanese like mm. the way they talk it's the, the dialect's different you know, just mm. a little bit um between where you you know depending on where you live and you do get that sense in when you uh, listen to uh, Toshio and uh, Taiko talk in mm-hmm. the dub too. Interesting. It's a very it's a, like he has an he has an accent when he speaks, and it it, it does differentiate between the two of them. Yeah, because that was actually something that I've seen the film countless times actually, and I mm-hmm. watched it again this morning. Um, and like that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me most was that she was a real city girl and she was kind of not not out of place but she kind of stuck out in the country yeah though she did her darndest to fit in like she you you, mm-hmm. you got the sense that she was very enthusiastic about everything that she was doing mm-hmm. it was a, a subdued enthusiasm yeah because she seemed like a generally subdued character in in general you just kind of just kind of a go with the flow kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the kind of the reason she doesn't feel like a flat character is because you have all these moments from her past, like kind of adding up in your mind who she is. Mm-hmm. You see her. You see her interact with more people in the segments in her past than in than in the present. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, just like the way. So, like a lot of it is about because she's ten. Is about like how she, like her relationships with people in her family, and like they're and so... her classmates at school. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> those scenes are the funnest. Oh yeah, so, I, those are probably. So if I had to pick my favorite scenes, like any of the flashbacks that were involved mm. her, like her time at school, was always my favorite. Just the way how, like, the kids behave is so... It's just exactly how kids behave when they're 10. And they're left on their own, and they have their own problems. And, like, one of them might be really snotty and snooty, like, next to, like, a kid who's just a complete, you know, tool. And and they're all, like... um, teasing each other about oh he likes you and oh i heard that she likes you and people mm-hmm. are like, blushing and it's 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 really sweet but boys that's a ghibli speciality isn't it <laughs> getting the kids yeah. right <clears throat> boys like, teasing the girls like the in... oh yeah but like the, the I, I think the whole movie like does a really good job of just groups of people and how they interact and in the classroom, it's. I don't think like there's a live action movie either, either that's really, really done justice like to how kids really behave in school. Yeah, no, not that I've seen. This was like one of the first films that I've ever seen. Period. That it has got that right. It made me feel like I was ten years old sitting in my classroom again. Mm, mm. It took I... it took me back, and I didn't grow up in Japan. <laughs> no, I well, I think that's mm. actually. It's inte- yeah. It's a very universal film, actually. Like, despite what I was saying about it being really Japanese and the cultural stuff doesn't really matter. It's mm-hmm. because you've had all these experiences. You've you've known people like that at school. You've, I mean, I think the school sections I related to most. The family 
stuff I think is actually kind of culturally or um, historically uh, different. Yeah. The way the family's set up is her father is a real stoic. He just sits there all the time and reads the paper. And I think he barely the, ever speaks. He barely ever speaks. The thing he says most is, I want my dinner. Um, mm. And whenever she wants to do something, it's she asks her mum, and then her mum doesn't answer and just looks at her dad. Yeah, he's like, he's, you got to get the dad's, the dad's approval first. Yeah, it's a real, like, man of the house, old-fashioned family um, setup. Mm-hmm. It's set when it's set. So in... it's set when she's ten. It's set in nineteen sixty six, I think. Yeah, it was in the mid nineteen sixties. Yeah. So, um, hey, uh, uh, World Cup time. Yeah, I remember that she said it was. It was around the time the Beatles came to Japan. Yeah, yeah. So like her sisters like are all into like um, mini skirts and the Beatles and. Um, there was another one who was into like a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget who it was though. Yeah, um, and and she's the younger. She's the youngest as well. So she sees her sisters doing all these things and having like telling her um, about all these things they've done, and she kind of feels like she's missing out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like she hears someone at school say, "Oh, for the summer holidays, I'm going to the country," and she's really kind of jealous and she goes home and she says to her mom like so what are we going to do we're going to go to um grandma's place in the country <laughs> and her mom's like grandma lives with us you know and we don't have any family in the country so don't ask and she's kind of like she's always longing for something mm-hmm. she's a really i think she's a really complicated character actually um but like that's actually another thing like in talking about the film being universal it's it's about a woman it's about like um a little girl and i related to it um i mean yeah there are parts of the film which uh um i I think the i think the only thing that actually really really kept it from being released by disney were these scenes where girls are taught about periods yeah, that was I, that was that was the main thing when I when I they started talking about like like oh that's why Disney didn't touch this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's because they go on for quite a long time discussing about you know girls coming you know the the you know coming into their womanhood and all that stuff mm. and you know finding out about what it is you know how do you deal with it and so on and so forth and it just just well, like, like I was I appreciated that but same time I was like yeah. oh that's why that's why Disney didn't want to get involved with <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah, the way they, but like the way they approach it, it's just like exactly how I remember it being at school. Same the girls year. were kind of quiet, and you know, and 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 they kind of touch on the fact that like um, some are late bloomers, and some you know some girls have already gone through this stuff, and mm-hmm. and the boys are just really immature about it. Oh well, yeah, they, and they treat because they like, know nothing. They run around like saying, "Oh no, I'm gonna get a period when they touch girls, like it's cooties or something." Yeah, it's like it's basically like another <laughs> another form of an advanced form of cooties, and just like no, that's not what it is. But no, yeah. it, 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 it that's that it was exactly like that with me and in my school, like when 
that when that finally got brought up, it's just, it was the exact same kind of reaction. Yeah, and so, it's like it's like these really well observed details that just like add up mm-hmm. to something that feels really realistic. Really, one of the parts of the film that I think that was, uh, or at least one of the memories that uh, Tycho recalls that really resonated with me I think other than that last one um, as kind of like a real true experience when uh, she's having problems with math and fractions and she you know she gets a really bad grade I mean obviously like the way they handle it like you said it's like more of like the traditional like you know Japanese kind of thing you know with this so if if you get a bad grade on something you know you really there's really no other way to like really handle that just like oh well try try better try harder kind of thing mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. just you know really kind of getting extra help but it's it really resonated with me because I was like I had uh issues with that in my when in my early schooling in terms of uh, it wasn't math but it was more reading reading and writing and so when they have that whole discussion between her older sister and her mother it really, that's what I think of, of all the other points in the film, that's the one that majorly hit home for me as, as you know, kind of true to life. Though, I'll admit, I think my family handled that a lot better than uh, than Tycho's family <clears throat> did. Yeah, it's it's like she, the, when, it, when it flashes back to the 60s, um, it really does seem like a different kind of age. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, things about, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if my family would quite be that, would be quite that cruel, but, but I, um, I think it was, yeah, it was realistic. Yeah. Um. Oh man, that was that was that was. I, I, I almost had to pause the movie when I was <laughs> watching that scene. Like, oh my god, I'm, I'm. I'm getting too many flashbacks, or I'm getting too many flashbacks myself. <laughs> Darn it, movie. You make me feel things. So many things. Damn it, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's great. It's just he this is actually so um when she remembers her life when she was ten, the animation style is kind of different yeah i was gonna bring that up next because they they they, it alters between like this really lush kind of full of life kind of style and when it's the modern day when it's you know her Mm. going to the farm and working on the farm it's very lush and vibrant whereas with the um her memories it's more kind of faded and um brighter colors and I was, it's, I was like, thinking, it's like all pastel colors and yeah it's it, everything yeah like you said it's, and more traditional kind of like animation you know animation style as opposed to like the real like almost more realistic style in like the more modern you know, in, in the modern day setting yeah 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 and 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 that kind of it's, it's it seems to like imply something about how she's remembering this stuff mm-hmm. like she's not remembering it super clearly there's no. some stuff which is vividly, like that she vividly remembers, like when her family tries pineapple. Yeah. But there are other things like encounters she had with boys, um, just uh, in in school and things like that, where everything just like falls away at the edges. Kind of like um, 
so like the weird thing about talking about this film is that it came out in 1991 mm-hmm. uh, and but we've kind of we've already seen that we saw that with um princess kaguya it's yeah. the same kind of thing going on with the backgrounds and here he's using it to talk about like how people remember things uh but yeah when 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 she goes to yamagata um in the in the countryside and she's picking safflower and safflower i didn't know about this and it's okay because the film kind of gives gives you gives you a crash course but yeah it teaches you it's it's used to to make rouge it's um it's like a it looked like a dandelion to me but it's not yeah kind of something else and it, it it's like a um it's a flower which um the petals are used and they're fermented and they get turned into rouge. Yeah, that, I believe that was the explanation they, they gave. Yeah, and and the, that is depicted like with real precision. The flowers are drawn unbelievably precisely. Oh yeah. Um and it's actually um I I'm not gonna get the chance to say it's anywhere else, but that's the work of Makiko Futaki, who is a really, really amazing animator at Ghibli. Oh, it, yeah. She's, like, animated Ponyo running on the waves, <laughs> the birds. Almost in any Ghibli movie where there are birds, she did it. And huh. she had a real knack for, like, natural things. And, like, for a year, that was all she did. She drew those safflowers. <laughs> <laughs> and she got really, really they good They were beautiful-looking safflowers. Mm. I want to see the actual plant now. But like that, those sorts of scenes for me are Takahata, like something really specific about just showing every, showing someone's pr- everyday process, mm-hmm. like how they do something. Um, it's kind of almost like a documentary. It really is. It really is kind of more like a documentary than an actual, like you know. And the backgrounds are really, really detailed in these scenes, because they're depicting the countryside, and it 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 um it feels really lush. It does. It does very and you much. Can so. See every tree, and it's interesting because after making this movie, Takahata actually said he went too far. Really. Yeah, he thinks that he went needlessly too far with the depiction of every little detail. And his next movie was My Neighbors the Yamatas. Oh, uh, So he, like, went and... Oh, no, that's a... Com- forget it. Wait, I'm what? Not. His next movie was actually Pompoco. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, I, I do remember him saying when he was, when he was making um, Yamatas that... Um, he felt only yes they went too far when it came to He definitely went too far with Pop <laughs> eh? When it what? when it came well basically when it came to drawing things which you could um suggest basically. I mean and I wouldn't change only yesterday because I love it. I love how lush it is. And there are just like there are details like just when cars are driving, they'll animate the reflections and in, in the wind in the windows and and in know. the water if it's been if, if there's water on the on the road too I remember spying that a couple times 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, but it's interesting that he he parted ways from that style a bit. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, at least with um, in my opinion, from watching this film for the first time, mm-hmm. it's part of the you know the, all the detail that he put into this film. I think that's part of the reason it had, it still holds up for you know so well is because it, I mean I was watching this film. And I kept looking at the release date of the you know, when it originally was made now, you know, 1991. Like, like you're sure this didn't come out recently? You're sure this isn't a new Ghibli film that just okay? Because that that's what it felt like when I was watching it. I I know what you're saying, but I mean, well, because because I've like, I I I I kind of know the processes. I can't help but see, um. Like the uh, the shadows of the cells and things like mm-hmm. that, and for me, it's actually kind of like cozy because yeah. it's an old um, technique. Actually, yeah, I can see like the film grain, and I, I I actually really love that. And there are also like whenever there are lights, they're not um, uh, digital. They actually, you know, use. Um, real lights yeah um and they photograph those and and there's like a, there is a quality that you get with those which you don't with um like after effects yeah so i i think i, I know what you're saying it it hasn't aged really no it, it, it seems barely at all kind of a time capsule for me like looking back at oh wow like these were just like layers and these were real drawings that were photographed, and but but most of the time I'm not thinking about that because I'm kind of engrossed in it. Yeah, you, you get you get pulled in. But uh, I mean, so I as I said, I saw this like seven years ago, I think, and it stayed with me. There are scenes like things that happened when she was younger, um, and just like the safflower scenes which have just like stuck with me mm-hmm. so it really does i mean i can tell i can tell you that it 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 will stay with you and it i think it really stands the test of time um on i a pers- agree 100 percent. on a personal level it does mm-hmm. um it's kind of it doesn't really give you easy answers it just kind of shows things as they are. It's like a bunch of scenes that don't necessarily have a reason to be linked, really. But, but life's kind of like that. So ex- that's... Well, exactly, it's it's one of those films where you kind of it's a slice of life, and you can kind of take from it what you will. And there are scenes which will resonate with some people more than others, but. Uh, I think that's a sign for me of a good film, like something that you can return to and see mm-hmm. things in. It's like a it's like a Kubrick film, really. Where you, that's that's where a good you, comparison. Where you'll you'll see it and you'll probably see a different thing every time. And I think cool. I do with this. So it's been a very interesting conversation, and I think you could keep going, but we're. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are out of time, uh, but you should you should seek out only yesterday if you can if it's in the cinema near you. 
Um, it's worth it. Yeah, uh, definitely check out Rachel's review on the website. And big thanks to G Kids for sorting us out with getting to watch it. Um, we'll get Rachel getting to watch it. Um, and, Thank you very much. And um, we will be back very soon uh, with another episode of the AFO podcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, you can follow us all at AFA blog on Twitter. Hashtag Jeff Biscuits. Um, <laughs> Start that trend. Yeah, <laughs> let's get this trending, people. Uh, uh, you can follow me at, at Mr. Crystal on Twitter and the same on Facebook. Where can we find you, Dan? You can find me on Twitter at Hamu. And Rachel? You can find me on Twitter at Fail2Ninja. And Avon? I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc. And uh, submit your films to animationnights.nyc. And we will be back very soon with another animation podcast. Good night, everybody. Right, take care. Good night. Good night. Bye. Bye. Jeff Bye. <laughs> <laughs>